Well, hello, it's Pastor Carson from Calvary Tabernacle. Thanks for stopping by the podcast. We hope that it's a blessing to you, whether you're catching one of the Sunday or Wednesday messages, or maybe you're jumping on to listen to one of the Saturday snapshots. We're doing everything we can right here in the beautiful Fountain Square area of Indianapolis to try to reach and connect and disciple people towards Jesus Christ. Enjoy what you listen to, and I hope that it's a benefit to your life. Second Samuel, <laughs> Second Samuel chapter, chapter 12. No shocker for those of you who endured this this morning. I'm going to read one verse. If you weren't here this morning, I'm going to give you a very, 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 very quick cliff notes. And we're going to go. I'm going to tell you what I would love. I would love to not preach long tonight. I would love for your response to the word. To make it so evident that we have caught what God is trying to do. That I wouldn't need to speak any more words. But that our response would take over and we could just have a little time with the Lord this evening. Praise God. Chapter 12 verse 1. And the Lord sent Nathan unto David. And he came in unto him, or he came unto him, and he said unto him, There were two men in one city, rich one, poor one. Preaching again, I guess, the second part of this tonight from that text in verse 1. Two men, one city. We, We talked about David and Uriah. This morning. Man, I feel like God wants to do something here tonight. I, he's already done something. He's, he's already begun to work on the atmosphere. It was in Genesis when the Bible says that the Spirit of the Lord began to move. It was, it, 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 it's like as the Spirit began to move that it made the surface area ready for God to speak. He began to speak things into existence. And as he, as he began to speak, things began to call into action, begin to be formed. I'd like God to form some new things in this house. Mm. You know, there are some things that only God can form. And He can take that which is nothing and that which feels void and that which feels like darkness and, and where it seemed as if there was no hope. And Brother Healy, in one moment, one word, one word, Somebody in this house, all you need is a fresh word. If you'd get a fresh word, you could win your whole family to God. If you, whoa, just a fresh word from God. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you for what we feel in this house. The devil is a liar. He's the father of lies. Have your way in this house. Do what only you can do. Let there be divine liberty. I pray it in the name of the Lord. Let us not only hear, but let us be doers. Let us be responsive to your word, O Lord. We pray it in the mighty name of Jesus. And let everybody, everybody say amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Okay, cliff notes real quick, real quick. Remix from this morning. Remember we went all the way back. We talked about Judah and Tamar. And that was craziness. Right? We start talking about David. The time when he should have been where? At the battle. But he sent the diabolical and the ruthless leader Joab. Because laziness will allow you to entrust people that you should not who will later, listen to me, they will later hang it over your head. You remember the full story? I didn't talk about this today. But the full story of that with Joab, when he kills Absalom, David is weeping for his son. Joab has the audacity to walk in the room and say, pull yourself together. The man's son is dead. 
and the killer. But David had given him too much. Too much room. Just a little something here. This is just a little preacher pause to tell you. Never abuse the trust of a leader. But Joab does. We got Joab sending Uriah to the front line because David messed up with Bathsheba. Bathsheba got a little bambino in the belly. Nathan comes. After the end of it all, starts telling the story, remember? Gets real awkward. There were two men. Then there was this traveler. And, and, and the guy who had plenty of Plenty of stuff, plenty of lamp. He, he didn't take his. He took that one poor man. Remember what, it, what was David's response? Ah, kill him. And Nathan said, problem. <laughs> You're the man. You're the man. But David's response was beautiful. Because he didn't hide it. And in case you weren't in here this morning, this is where I got to pick up and tell you. Hiding your sin won't do anything. You got to confess your sin and you got to move forward. You cannot cuddle your sin like a baby cuddles a blanket and think everything is all right. As long as I do it in the darkness of night. David responded openly. He opened up his mouth. He said, I have sinned. This is a good exercise for everybody in the room. Some of you, this will be very uncomfortable. But it'd be good for everybody in the room. Repeat after me. I have sinned. sinned. Some of y'all said you have sinned. I heard that right there. (laughs) I've sinned. We have all sinned. Don't you love how we categorize sin? Got big sins, little sins. It wasn't a big It was a white lie. As if sin has ethnicity. Oh, that's not what it means. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Sin is sin. And I'm sorry, I know this is old school preaching, but sin will take you to hell. I'm going to pause there and say it again. I want the devil to know that we know sin will take you to hell. And the enemy of our soul, he wants to steal, kill, and destroy. But he said, I'm come that you might have life and that you might have life more abundantly. Let me pause here and ask, do we got any abundant life Christians in the building tonight? You don't want to just barely get by. You don't want to just barely make it. You don't want to just eat through life. But you want to be a worshiper from the top of your head to the soul. I need a little more help right over here right now. I'm looking maybe somebody over in the middle that would say, I just want to be the kind of Christian that no matter what the world throws at me, no matter what life brings my way, I'm going to be an overcomer. I'm going to be an overcomer. I'm going to live righteous. I'm going to live holy. Come on, somebody holler right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I will be an overcomer. Somebody needs to shout that right now over your own life. I will be. Somebody whose kids are being a mess. Got you so riled up you can't hardly focus. So many distractions you can't dance anymore. Too distracted to dance. Lament too much to leap. Got too much weight on your life to worship I've come to tell you you gotta curse that and you gotta break that off of you and you gotta remember who you are you're not meant to be a sinner you're meant to be a man of God you're meant to be a woman of God if you got the Holy Ghost you ought to believe what I'm preaching right now we are not the head of the sin that wants to come in and say well we'll just be the head figure of this we'll do it at church He's a good God. And then by the time we get into Monday, we're Eeyore. If I live so low that they got to lather me up to worship, 
If I live so low that, Brother Matthews, if you don't sing the right song, I might not even clap tonight. But if I walk in here knowing if they don't ever strike the right chord and if they don't play a song I like and if... If my favorite singer ain't singing and my favorite worship leader ain't leading and if he's still worthy because he picked me up. I said he picked me. They didn't pick me up. I'm not baptized of Paul. I'm not saved. By, no, 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 no. It was him and him alone. So i got to choose to not be a sinner. That takes honesty. Honesty is the best. <laughs> but it's a policy we don't like. I ask you this morning, if you've ever been caught in a lie, now I want to ask you this question. You ever caught somebody else in one? Be honest. Makes it hard to trust, don't it? They told you they would have your daughter home by 10. About 10.05, you were loading up. <laughs> you ever caught somebody in a lie? You trusted them with your business, and then they trusted someone else? Under this, under this umbrella? Listen, they told me this in confidence, but I feel like you should pray with me. Shut your mouth. You, if they trust you with your business, trust that God is big enough to help you out with it. I'll help somebody right there. Whether you're the one doing it or the one that tells. Nathan says, David, you got a problem. You're the man. David said, I've sinned. <clears throat> May we move forward from this morning. 2 Samuel chapter 12 and verse 14. I talked about the consequence of sin. Because there are at times consequences that follow sin. He can free you. He can restore you. But there still is a chance you will live with the consequence. And, and let me say this. He's still worthy of praise. Even if you got to... Even if you got to deal with the consequences. When I was a kid, man, you'd do something wrong, you hit the consequences. And, and you would think, after I got in trouble, it's all good. My parents made this statement. I bet some of y'all could finish this too. You made your bed. Oh, yeah. Now lie in it. You made your bed. You made your bed. I hated that statement. Like, you know I don't make my bed. <laughs> but he's still worthy. He said, I sin. And Nathan said, the Lord also hath put away thy sin. Woo! It's over, right? Because I, I said, I sin. And the same prophet that said, I'm the God, said, the Lord has put away your sin. Should be over. How be it? <laughs> you know, if you're Nathan, that's where the, or if you're David, that's where the big gulp takes place. How be it? Because by this deed, thou hast given great, watch this, great occasion, brother Chris, to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme. You gave them a reason to vote wrong. Woo! 
He says words, I must tell you, I, I despise until I understand them. The child that is born unto thee shall surely die. And Nathan departed unto his house. Nathan, how is that all you've got to say? Brother Turner, I'm thinking, give me some words of comfort. You're not going to die, but the baby is. Not even a goodbye. Not even a bye. I don't know if he waved. Nathan leaves, and the Lord struck the child. That Uriah's, watch this, that Uriah's wife, because she was not David's wife when she got pregnant. And God said, I'm not going to let, I'll give you a chance next time, but not this one. I'm not going to let you openly bless what Leviticus would have put you to death for. Because you're still living in a law where not only could she be put to death, but you, Bubba. David goes in and falls on the ground. Yep, he stops eating, starts weeping, starts praying, starts seeking God for the child. The servants would come into him. Hey, David. Hey, David. You sh- the Bible said they tried to get him up off the ground, but he would not. He was intent on seeking God for the baby. Ladies and gentlemen, the baby dies. What baffles me is that the Bible says on the seventh day, On God's perfect. I'm going to tell you what I think God did. God saved the child and taught a point at the same time. David's laying on the ground. He's he's eaten nothing for days. He's been fasting. He's been praying. He has been seeking God for mercy. And the mercy that came was different than David's view. Because sometimes God's mercy looks different. David is praying, seeking. He's cried. He's cried until there are no tears left in his tear ducts to get out. He's weeping. And they are whispering. The Bible says they're whispering. Whispering. The baby's died. I don't know if we should tell him. You know, we went in before and he was so hard on us. He saw that they were whispering. And he perceived, the Bible says, he perceived within himself. And he asked them, is the baby gone? They said, the baby, the the baby is, is gone. Verse 20, chapter 12, if you want to read this with me. Is the child dead? In verse 19, they said, he is dead. Then David arose from the earth. He washed and anointed himself. He changed his apparel and he came into the house of the Lord and he worshiped. It's my fault. I messed up. But I'm tired of laying here acting like I've got to die because the baby did. I'm treading some sensitive water right now, but I'm going to tread it with the Lord. I'm going to walk out on it right now. At some point, you got to move on. I know you failed. I know you messed up. But the devil's favorite tactic is to hang over your head who you were and what you lost because of it. I'm going to say some things right now. I don't know your story, but I'm going to tell you what the Lord would say to you. I want you to hear me. Hear pastor right now. Yeah, maybe you lost the relationship. Yeah, maybe you lost the marriage. Yeah, maybe you lost the job. I don't know what you lost. But what you should not have lost is your worship. 
Come on, I'm preaching to somebody right now. It's time to pick yourself up off the ground and wash your face real good and get something in your belly and get in the house of God and say, I know I lost the baby, but I'm not going to lose the next one. I know that I lost. Brother Herbst, he lost the baby, not his ability to father. Just let me let that hang there for a second. He lost the baby, not his ability to make another one. There are people in this room right now so scared to death to lose again that you refuse to try. Say, Pastor, I'm not, I don't want to have another child. I'm talking about some spiritual things in your life. You knew you were called to preach. You knew you... You knew you were called to intercession. You knew that you were called to music. You, you, knew, you knew you were called to a mission field. But you had a failure where something died. And ever since then, we can barely get you up off the spiritual floor. I got a word for you tonight. It's time to get up. I said it's time to get up. It's time to square your shoulders and serve hell notice. I'm I'm tired. I'm tired of lamenting old things. I'm tired of lamenting what's been lost. I'm tired of remorse over what I cannot get back. And I'm not talking physical because we have people in this room that have lost babies and I've got the dearest of friends that have lost children. But I'm talking about spiritual things and I'm talking about years of your life. Somebody hear me right now. You're never getting those years back. What if David... What if David would have stayed there in the room? What if David would have pulled little old Shaw up over himself? David, you probably, oh, I can't come out. The baby died. The baby died and I, I got nothing left to give. She's still Bathsheba. You're still the joker that took her. That's not going away. But now Uriah's dead. Whether you feel bad about it or not. I can't believe the baby died. I can't believe I let Uriah get killed. Okay, you were a dummy. Stop being one. I'm trying to help somebody tonight. I, 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 can't, I can't believe I let Joab lead. I can't. You did, but you can get up and move on. You can move on. So you messed up. So you fell to sin. So you gave in. No, it wasn't right. But if you tell God that you sinned, the Bible says he is faithful. Has anybody found out he's faithful? And the Bible says he's just to forgive. Say, well, I'm a sinner. I got news. He's still a forgiver. I know you're a mess. And let's be honest, without the ghost, we're all gone. Without the Holy Ghost, folks, 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 look at your neighbor. See how nice they look. See how nice they look. Some of y'all all suited up, looking good. Some of you pretty ladies out here all dressed up, hair just did right. Just Some of y'all would be drunk in a bar right now. Some of y'all, they would have done dug your grave years ago. Some of you'd be writing letters for prison if you did not have the Holy Ghost. And some of us got enough failures and we got enough things in the past. And I know the baby died, but there is a Solomon on the way. There is a Solomon. Woo! Anybody understand what I'm saying right now? There's a Solomon. There's a Solomon that's coming. Find a few people, tell them Solomon's on his way. Solomon's on his way. Don't you make fun of what I used to be. Don't you talk about who I used to be. Don't you spend too much time. Brother Hauk, I thank God for what you used to be, but I'm more happy for what you are right now. I thank God for everything. You're my friend, so I can tell you right now. I thank God for everything you were, but I'm more happy that what you are right now is trying to find out and feel after the ministry that God has called. 
Brother Turner, such a good preacher. I'm going to make, just tease on you a little bit. I saw more preaching this week. I said, I said, Jared Turner, I said, I trust him any platform, anywhere. I told several people, just a great preacher. We got preachers like that all over this room. I told him, I said, he's new. I said, we got a good one. He's not new to some of y'all, but he's new to me. Some of y'all are like, he ain't new. He's new to me. He was a good catch, you know. He's one of them bass you don't have to hold too close to the phone because it's not as. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. But I got a news flash for you. I bet, I bet you have some stuff. <laughs> I, bet you, I bet you got some stuff nobody knows about. Good Sunday school director, but I bet you got some stuff, brother. Children's ministry, children's ministry, children's ministry. Gets up powerfully, exhort, leads it, but I bet, <laughs> bet you got some. Pastor in Calvary Tabernacle, woo! Some people are so crazy. As if a title. The guy, you got a pretty, you got a pretty big role, but I bet you got some stuff. I bet if I dug a little bit. And the problem is we keep too many people in our lives that all they want to do is spend time in our old graveyards. Because if they can dig up, uh, I'm gonna go ahead. If they can dig up the bones of our babies. They can validate their own life through the failures of ours. And we will cease to move forward. We will cease to move forward because they keep wanting to remind us of who we've been. At some point, you got to, I'm going to tell you right now, every now and then you got to drop a friend. Every now and then you got to remove people out of your life. People that every time they shake your hand, they got dirt of your past on theirs. You heard that? Every time, hey, Brother Henderson, man, you remember when you and me, you remember when you and me back, you remember? I know who you used to be. They're not your friend. That's right. That's right. They're not your friend. Yes, sir. They treat sin like a shiny little token. And in order for them to feel better about their living, they want you to be reminded of where you used to. Man, I'm preaching right now, and I, I don't normally talk like that, but I'm preaching right now. They want to talk about who you what? Come on, my friend. Pastor Field, going to grow a revival church in Indianapolis. Come on, you know who you used to be. You, you. I remember. I remember. At some point. You gotta find yourself a dancing partner. You gotta find yourself a worship buddy. You gotta find somebody that will link up with you. No, me and Bathsheba, we messed up. I know that. I said to the prophet of God, we have sinned and I was ready to die, but the Lord took it away. The Lord gave me another chance. Hear me right now. The Lord gave me another chance and I'm not gonna waste it. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to treat God like I'm not thankful. I'm, if you're thankful, he gave you another chance. Somebody wave offering right now. Woo! Come on, there's a reason we worship the way we do. There's a reason we shout the way we do. Standing or sitting, turning your Bible to Psalm 51. Praise God. 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 
Somebody needs to get a praise God in your spirit. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Come on, pray, praise, praise God. I know you want me silenced, but I got to praise God. I know you want me to lament, but I got to praise God in my spirit. I got to praise God in my spirit. Yeah. Woo. Sammy, go ahead, take another run. Just go ahead and take another one. children for I stand among you while knowing your past if you will turn to me completely I will not leave you alone your future will be greater than that which you have lost hear my cry hear my call and respond unto me this night saith the Lord I know I've lost some things, but I've got a Solomon to be born. I've got a future that's still to come. I've got a future that's lying before me. We hear, we feel, we respond. We hear, we feel, we respond.
Somebody needs to turn your prayer into praise right now. I know I failed you. I need your forgiveness. But thank you for not giving up on me. Thank you for not, I lived a way I shouldn't have lived. I got involved in some things I shouldn't have. But thank you for not giving up on me. Thank you that when I was forgetful, you were faithful. You've been faithful. It's been faithful. It's been faithful. Praise God. Praise God. Come on, who you were is not who you are. Hear me. Hear me. Let me, let me, let me talk to you. Let me talk to you right here. Right here in the altar, let me talk to you. I know there's not room for everybody. I know, I know. We're going to try to do something about that somehow. <clears throat> Usually what there is, is there's a good season. And then there's a failure season. And then all the good season is covered like, like it's an umbrella. Everything has a, a shadow cast on it from that negative season. <clears throat> David, you had so much good. You did so much good. There was so much pasture praising. There was so much magnifying in the meadow. There, there was so much praise when nobody was watching. There was giant killing. Yeah. There was obedience and honor. There were times you, you could have killed Saul and you didn't, you didn't. You honored, you obeyed, you reverenced, you respected. You had the truth, you had the facts, you had the words, you, 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 you knew, you had the proof. You could have destroyed the one trying to destroy you and you did it. You had all those good years, David. And you had that one Silly season. The Bible says that there are pleasures of sin for a season. The problem is that the pleasures turn into problems themselves. But if we really, if we really Believe that He forgives. That's really what I'm preaching. Do we believe that He forgives? Because if He forgives, then I can move forward. Should we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. Paul would write, Romans 5, I, I want to do good, but I got evil in me. The things I want to do, I don't. The things I don't want to do, I, I do them. Anybody ever felt that way? I didn't mean to lose my temper. But she's crazy. <laughs> we justify it, don't we? I didn't mean to lose my but they drove me to the breaking point. No, no, no. At some point, I've got to let the Holy Ghost. Got to let the Holy Ghost govern. Govern where I'm going. Go, go ahead and govern what I'm saying. I think there's a powerful reason why Acts 1 and 8 says, after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. We know that the Holy Ghost is going to fill us. The old timers, I remember they used to sing, uh, I grew up in a little country church where we would sing, I got the Holy Ghost. 
I'll never forget Brother Trano when this, this old country preacher, he got up and said, you keep singing, I got the Holy Ghost. You need to let the Holy Ghost get you. <laughs> I thought, that's pretty good. Because really, that is what I need. I need conviction. Good old baptism of conviction. Because conviction will not only help you to live right. Please hear me. It will not only help you to live right. And to, and to get things right. Conviction will help you become the guardrails to move you forward. You know that last time you, you indulged that. It took you months to get back. It's a lie from hell to make you think it would be different this time. He picks himself up, Brother Matthews. It's hard for me. I'm just going to tell you, this story is hard for me. I love David. He is one of my favorite individuals of all time, but it's hard for me. He picks himself up seven days. It's a lot, I understand, but seven days feels like nothing for what he's done. Come on. If it had been your wife, seven days is nothing. But his ways are above our ways. His mercy's a lot bigger than ours. And the amazing thing I found about God is it doesn't even take seven days. Sometimes it don't take seven seconds of just pure honesty before God. But Brother Matthews picks himself up, he washes his face, he dusts himself off, and he goes into Bathsheba. I'm wanting to say, boy, stay away from her. But it would have now, please hear me, it would have now been equally wrong for him to banish what God had blessed. And he's in a day and age when that was custom. She... She has lost a child. And I do not understand it in the mercy and the grace of God. But I'm going to tell you what Solomon. He named him Solomon and Nathan sent word and said, Don't call him Solomon. I'm going to call him Jedediah. He's going to be blessed of God. The same prophet that just walked in and said, You're the guy. Said, I'm going to call Solomon Jedediah. Because only God can take what's been cursed and turn it. <laughs> They're getting ready for baptism, so I'm going to read you the repentance of David. The heartbeat of David from his confrontation with Nathan and his honesty with God is penned in Psalm 51. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity and cleanse me from any sin. Watch it. For I acknowledge my transgression. My sin is ever before me. It was against thee, thee only. I can't blame it on anybody else. It was against thee, thee only have I sinned. I've done this evil in thy sight that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest and be clean. Thou judgest clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shaped. I know people want to talk about my past and praise things I've done. But I'm acknowledging it, God. I was shaped in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts. I can put on this robe and play the game. But you know what's inside of me. It's the Word of God, ladies and gentlemen. It's the Word that's trying to wash us right now. And in the, in the hidden part, thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, 
and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart. Create, create in me a clean heart. Somebody say that. Come on, just pray that for a minute. Create in me a clean heart. I'm asking everybody in the building, pray those words right now. Create in me a clean heart. Create in me a clean, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence. Take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Here it is. Some of you got to catch this. Restore unto me the joy. What good is the kingdom if I don't have the joy? I'm talking to somebody right there. Through the pen of a repentant heart, I'm talking to you from David's point of view. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressor, transgressors thy ways. Sinners. Sinners, Brother Chris, sinners, they're going to change their vote. They deserve a vote. They deserve people that are honest enough to say, I failed too. I failed too. But he found me and he picked me up. He delivered me. I'll teach transgressors thy way. Sinners shall be converted unto thee. Deliver me from blood. Guiltiness, O oh God. O oh, thou God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of righteousness. I'm done preaching. They're about to baptize. But if, if I hadn't gone so far into this right now, and if the Lord hadn't moved, I'd preach about some of you need to start singing again. Sing again. I'm not talking about whether or not you're on key. You might not be in the choir, but you need to join the mass choir. Some of you used to wake up singing. Now every time you, you used to sing in the rain, but you can't feel the rain anymore because you got the umbrella of your mistake. You got to move on. You got to sing again. Nudge your neighbor and tell him sing again. Sing aloud. Sing aloud of thy righteousness. Oh Lord, open now my lips and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. For thou desirest not sacrifice, else would I give it. Thou delightest not in burnt offerings. Please note where David goes here. Thou delightest not in burnt offerings. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. A broken and a contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. I've intentionally got you to this place of verse 18. If you've been paying attention, you know why we're about to key in on verse 18. If you've been paying attention to the news at all, do good in thy good pleasure unto Zion. Build thou the walls of Jerusalem. We need to pray for Israel tonight. We need to pray for Israel. It's the will of God that we do. Hear me right now. I'm proud to be an American. And there's some of you in here, you need to be proud to be from wherever you're from. No problem with that. But we've got to pray for Israel. There's Bible. We've got to pray for Israel. In fact, I want you to lift your hands. Come on, there's attack. There's an enemy. Bless her. God. 
deeper. Let there be the revelation of truth. Let there be the revelation of truth. I pray it in the name of the Lord. Verse, verse 19, read it with me. and We're going to move into some baptisms. If you're here tonight and you've never been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. It's the only way that the apostles baptized. They baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. It's the only way. If you've never been baptized, I believe the Grissoms are coming. They're going to be on both sides here of the platform. And if you've never been baptized, but you know you need to be baptized, you want to be baptized during our baptismal service, the singers are going to sing. We're going to have people baptized. If you want to come forward, if you've never taken this step, we want to help you with this process. Verse 19, Then shalt thou be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness, with burnt offerings, whole burnt offerings, then shall they offer bullocks upon thine altar. I don't want to sacrifice for that which I am not committed. 